you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hi, everybody. It's Melissa. This is Dane. And we're so happy to be back with you. Yeah. So I don't know where everyone listening to this podcast lives. When I check the algorithms and the data on our podcast, we're all over the globe, which is really exciting. We're building a pretty good French connection. And I love the Ukrainians that are listening in. We have a number of them in South Africa, all over the US and Canada, of course. But we're just so pleased and so honored people are tuning in to our podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So we're recording this the week of Father's Day. Father's Day is Sunday. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that? tomorrow. Father Dane? No, Sunday. Oh, yeah. What day is it today? Today's Tuesday. You're an old man, aren't you? Yes. Yes. I thought it was Saturday. I know. I know. I know. I love you. I'm going to take care of you, even if you get lost in the streets. I'll take care of you. But anyway, we wish, uh, I hope everyone had a good Father's Day. This will probably play afterwards. And we definitely talked a little bit about Mother's Day. And we've talked about, both of us have talked about our fathers before in terms of Memorial Day. Right. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell you the reason why I was confused was... (laughs) Because yesterday... I know why you're confused. Yesterday was National Dane Day. I know. What's up with that? When's my day? And I was looking for a gift for that day. (laughs) Well, you didn't get one. So National Dane Day, his name is D-A-N-E, like a great Dane dog, is what I tell him. But yeah, it was National Dane Day. I've never even heard yeah. of that. But it, a friend of mine sent it. It was legit. It I was know. legit. And yeah. it said you're supposed to get me a gift. Oh, I'll get you a gift, all right. Oh, my God. That's how he knows what day it is. I tell you what. Yeah. The guys will laugh a minute. Hey, and then. When's National Melissa Day? I don't think there is one. Maybe, oh, thanks. Maybe on thanks. the 6th of July. Yeah, my birthday. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, see, I have National Day <sighs> Day on June the 12th. Okay. And then I have Father's Day, which uh, is Yeah, this year's gift. the 18th, right? Another gift. And then your birthday, then birthday. on the 29th yeah. of June. Yeah, I, I see where you're headed. Yeah. I see where you're headed. So there's no soap on a rope or any of that La- stuff. <laughs> I want, like, a good gift. A good gift. Oh, my God. Your life with me is a good gift, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. Well, uh, in honor of your day, we had the alpacas sheared. There's your gift. We had the alpacas sheared. No, not a well, gift. Was that a gift for... National Dane Day? Yeah. <laughs> Getting uh, our alpacas sheared. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't giving me that for Father's Day. Oh, darn. I should have thought of that. <laughs> well, anyway, once a year we get our boys sheared, and we have this incredible group that comes through. Their name name of their company is Top Knot Shearing, and they go coast to coast from California all the way to the East Coast. Most of the guys now are local, but it started when we first started having the guys come here. A lot of them were from New Zealand, and they just hit the coast and go coast to coast on all these farms and do this shearing. And they are the kindest guys and really do a great job. They're kind to our animals, polite and kind to us, charge a fair rate, clean up after themselves. It just makes it a no hassle situation. So this year we go to get them out of the pasture, Gabe 
Gabe and Amanda were helping out. And I said, could you pull them up to the small barn? Because the shearers will be here in a few minutes. So they go get them. Now, normally, our alpacas wear little tiny halters when we catch them. Little tiny halters and a lead rope. And they're the easiest little animals to lead anywhere. They're very, very dear. So this year, our little black one went right into the barn, no problem. And our brown one, who is afraid of being sheared, for 17 years straight, he's been afraid of being sheared. He laid down in the alleyway before getting to the barn, a good 50 yards from the barn. Well, when he laid down, they lay down when they're scared. And so when he laid down, Gabe and Amanda were both like, well, how do you get him to get back up? So we tried everything. I went down there, thought, well, I'll, I'll get him up. He'll come down when I come down. I brought my big Bernice mountain dogs down. They kind of tried to get him up and barked at him and nipped at him. There was no way he was getting up. He knew what was happening. So these sweet shear boys, when they came, they came right over to him. I think he knew they have his number. So they got him right up. We're still not sure how they did it. <laughs> got him right up very kindly, got him into the barn and they both got sheared. So that was some of the exciting part for us. And it has continued to rain to where we are celebrating. That's what you get for National Dane Day. Yesterday, I was notified by the U.S. Weather Bureau that we are 100% of our county is out of the drought that they've been in for five years. What a great gift. See? That's yeah. a gift. Is it, is it great enough to count for Father's Day, too? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. It's, good. Like having a, it's, like, it's like having a birthday at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of it that way. All right. So that's what you got. You got two alpacas sheared and a bunch of rain, so we're out of a drought. That is a very good gift. I would have taken that gift. So that's just for Dane Day. Yeah, just for Dane Day. Okay. I think I might be in trouble for my birthday if I don't do something nice for his birthday, though, because mine comes a week later, so it's kind of bad. So I have to do something nice for him, so he'll do something nice for me. It's a weird system, but it works. Well, I'll tell you what. I had somebody who emailed and asked a question about horses and about how vibrational fields work with horses, which is probably too long for a podcast podcast to go into deeply, but I do want to say a few things about it because I know people ask those kinds of questions because they're pretty curious about what it is. So I'll say it this way. Most people have heard of the term electromagnetic and electromagnetic it functions in a positive space-time universe, right? We all know things happen at a speed of light. Electromagnetic are our televisions and telephones and a lot of things in our world. And the other word not as well known is magnetoelectric energy, and that's a life force energy. And it works in the negative space-time continuum faster than light movement is even possible to be. So when we talk about vibrational medicine or healers that are working in vibrational medicine, which horses do at a natural state, they're creating a magnetoelectric field, a life force energy, and it feeds into one or more of the bodies of the energy system. So not to get too technical, you have obviously your own physical body where you could touch your arm and your face and your head and and your feet and you know what your body is. And out from your body is the etheric body of energy. That's the sort of the first 
part that comes out away from your body. And you think of the physical body really as the end result of all this higher vibration. It's sort of coming in toward the body rather than coming out when we're first looking at it. And from there, we go out to the emotional body. So that's where our emotions kind of vibrate out to. If you think of it as concentric circles, like a stone in a pond, where the stone landed is the body. The first circle out is the etheric. The second circle is astral or emotional body. The third is the mental body. And the fourth is the causal, C-A-U-S-A-L, causal or spiritual body. So horses are identical to that. The difference, I think, between human awareness of our emotional body and our astral body and all of that and horses, the primary difference is they don't have limiting beliefs against this. In other words, they don't overthink it. (laughs) They live within it. They don't overthink it. So it is a natural communication for them to each other and to human beings. I've lectured on this at horse expos around the country for 30 years. And believe me, when I first started talking about it, I still lived in Boulder, Colorado. And so I would open my speech by saying who I was and that I was from Boulder, Colorado. And then I'd see people look at each other and I'd say, that's right. 25 square miles surrounded by reality. And it was thought of as kind of a woo-woo concept that we have a vibrational system to our beingness and that horses have one to theirs and dogs and plants and many things in our universe and world. One way I helped people understand it in the beginning so that it did not seem woo-woo is I would say, Do you remember in maybe high school when an instructor, a teacher taught you that the world is made up of moving molecules and those moving molecules, the protons, the electrons, etc., all those moving molecules are moving at a slow rate of speed in things that are inorganic or things that have never been alive. And so if we had a microscope big enough, strong enough, we could shoot it at a concrete slab or a beam of steel and see that there are moving molecules that comprise it. However, the organic world, which is anything that is alive, so that's the 1 million tiny bunny rabbits running around our ranch right now, that's our dogs, that's our plants, that's the trees, that's me, that's Dane, that's the horses, that's all of that. The molecules inside of us housed in our bodies are moving rapidly. And as they're moving rapidly, they're kind of bumping into each other, like little bumper cars. Think of it that way, bouncing off each other. And if two little molecules run into each other, it's kind of common sense there'd be some form of a vibration, right, that would be from that. And as the vibration leaves the physical body, and it goes out into this etheric body, and it moves out into the emotional body, and it moves out into the mental body, and it moves out into the spiritual body, that's where it makes these waves of vibrations happen. If you're a vibrationally sensitive human being, you know that if you walk, I'll use myself rather than say it that way. If I walk into a room, a restaurant or an arena, or a friend's house, anything like that, the mood I'm in, in my head, in my heart, in my gut about being there is felt by everybody. 
I'm one of those people that has a large auric field. So if I'm in a bad mood, I can really bum everybody out. Thank God I don't get in bad moods very often. But if I'm happy and I'm in a good mood, my body language says it, my vibration says it, everything about me is emitting that energy. Dane is much the same way. And so it it makes us, quote unquote, a power couple, because we walk in somewhere, you can tell, are we okay? Are we individually okay? Are we collectively okay? And, And we can lighten the mood in a room, or we can darken a mood in a room. I think that's true for a lot of people. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our Equine Facilitator Program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our Equine Gestaltist Program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our Master Equine Gestaltist Program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. Now imagine how horses sense it. Horses have the ability to sense vibration between each other all the time. They know in a herd configuration if they're okay. They know it, yes, by body language. That's, that's a no-brainer. But before the body language happens, they send a communication of vibration between each other. And if you observe horses for a long time, as I have, they can send that sense of we are okay and calm and at peace, or there is a cougar on the other side of the pasture and we need to get out of here. They can send that quickly, efficiently, and organically together like, like speaking without a phone, right? Speaking without a phone to understand where they should go. In the wild, you see it all the time. The stallion will let the alpha mare know, hey, there's smoke, go the other way. She just collects the herd up and they go. They don't pass the alpha mare. If she trots, they trot. If she runs, they run. When she stops, they stop. She's the signatory of listening to the stallion and getting the herd safe. So in our world of healing through horses, having horses partner with us to actually bring physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, ethereal healing, it's a very natural thing for them to do. They carry an essential gift in their vibrational field. And when allowed to, they will offer up that level of connection and that level of vibration to a person. I have had people clear all kinds of things going on in their physical body from a frozen shoulder to uh, just all kinds of things that have happened. I could tell you millions of stories of the physical things that have happened for people through the vibrational field of horses and even more through the emotional and the spiritual. There is something about 
a cross-species understanding of what someone's been through that is indescribable. Very hard to put words to it, but almost every week, all summer long in my arena, when I'm teaching core, I have 14 people there observing me with a client, observing my horses, working amongst themselves with them, and miracles happen. And almost every time people leave on Sunday shaking their head, saying, I, I'm just in awe of what these horses can do. My horses have been doing a long time. My horses are secure. They know I'm not selling them. They know they're getting enough food. They know they're getting enough attention, enough, you know, farrier and vet and all the things that they need and enough love. And they give it up easily to do the healing. That's their job here. That's their offering. That's what they want to do. And they got it pretty good. So so they're happy to do it. But horses everywhere have this gift to offer. Whoever's listening to me right now, wherever you are in the world, your horses that you're exposed to, when given the right environment, are happy to do this for you. So why don't they? Let's look at that for just a second. Most of the relationships that human have with horses are cause and effect, meaning I want to put a halter on you and you come where I'm asking you to follow me politely and nicely. You stand still, you get saddled, you allow me to climb on your back, you do what I ask you to do for the length of time that I ask you to do it, to go where I want you to go at the speed I want you to go in for as long as I want you to do it. And then if that's all worked out well, I'll groom you some more before I put you up and you'll get your food. And you know, it's a, it's a, a little bit of a one-way relationship, right? However, if every once in a while you care to and you go out to really build a true relationship with your horse, it has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with quieting the human mind It has to do with slowing ourselves down appreciably. It has to do with honoring their abilities and being able to go out, say, in a pasture and feel your feet on the earth and breathe and not have an agenda for the horse. When horses trust that, they come over to you and most horses will take their left nostril to your feet And they will take in the scent of your left side of your body, then your right, then your left knee, your right knee, your left hip, your right hip, your left breast, your right breast, all the way up. That's a scan. When you are concentrating about your feet on the earth and dropping all thought down, you're not thinking, oh God, in 28 minutes I have to leave. That can blow the whole thing. You've got to suspend thinking enough to breathe, stay in your body, come to the rhythm of a horse. And when you do that, every time you do it, your horse will trust it more. Pretty soon they'll start a behavior called leeching and they will literally take the negative energy or the heavy energy or the depressed energy out of your body into their own body and discharge it. And that's leeching. They'll move their body. First, they start with their muzzle because they're not sure. This is a new relationship for them with you. So sometimes they'll start with their muzzle and they'll work around where where they think you've got something that needs to have an attunement of energy. And then horses, when they're believed and they're finally allowed 
to do so, they'll begin moving their entire body, aligning the vibrational field of their body to what's out of tune in your body and bringing it to attunement. And you can feel it happening. You know it's happening. It's really beautiful. Honestly, for most human beings to go stand in a pasture for 10 full minutes is too much to ask. They can't do it. We are so trained to be doing something all the time, to be producing something, to be looking at our watch, to look at our phone, to look around, to think what needs to be done, to think about what we're doing later in the day. Think, 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 think. And it's part of the problem that humans have. Part of the problem is they have an aches and pains in their body. Part of the problem they have emotionally. Definitely part of the problem they have spiritually. This is requiring you to really suspend all natural human neurosis and anxiety and the to-do list and all of those things for just a few minutes and let your beautiful horse who would love to do this for you really move that energy around and elevate it to a much higher and healthier place. All right. Well, I hope that's interesting to a few of you. I am a traditional horseman. I've shown my horses. Reining was my passion. Uh, done all of those kinds of things. The last 38 years I have spent educating people about some of these aspects of horses that traditional horsemen may not recognize or just may not be aware of. And we're sort of decoding all of that. Well, I want to thank our sponsor, Hope Through Horses, who is a partial sponsor of this podcast and thank them very much for how they support Touched by a Horse, our company. Uh, Hope Through Horses is a nonprofit. They rely upon people throwing a few dollars to them when you can. If you get on their site, you'll see all the beautiful work that they do, helping people really get through this program, as well as lots of people that can't afford our service. They'll give a partial scholarship for clients to achieve service. If you are looking for a practitioner of our equine gestalt coaching method, it is on our website, touchedbyahorse.com. You can go to the button that says, find a practitioner. And we have our most recent class of equine facilitators who do workshops that are a ton of fun uh, for small businesses and families and groups, etc. So check it all out on our website. We do have a free offering called Wisdom Messages that go into your email every day. And don't say, oh no, I don't want any more email. This is one or two sentences from a horse that will brighten your day. So we hope you'll get on our wisdom list as well. Thanks so much for listening. That was a lot for you to listen to without interrupting me, Boo. Yeah, and th- th- one of the better things is I'm glad that you say that I have good vibes. Because <laughs> I think you have good vibes as well. Uh, thank you. I think yeah. we, we have good vibes together for sure. Yeah. Do the horses think you have good vibes? Of course. Of course, yeah. of course. All right, I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Okay, have a great day, everybody. And happy Father's Day, even if we're a few days late on this podcast with it. We hope everyone had a nice Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303 303- 
440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.